Like all we can really do is show up the best we can in each moment as it appears in front of us. I wanna point people into an awakening of their true nature, of interconnectedness, of divine, just like light, mm -hmm. and healing happens. And I've really been noticing that when you meet someone, they use the words to tell you what their medicine is, like if you really listen. Welcome to Going Within, the podcast where I, David Naylor, and our guests dive deep, sharing our transformative journeys with psychedelic therapy and other awakening experiences. As the founder of Within, a psychedelic assisted therapy clinic in Austin, Texas, I'm dedicated to helping others find profound healing and consciousness expansion using ketamine in a ceremonial approach. Join us as we explore the life-changing potential of going within and listening to inspiring stories of transformation from various life experiences and ceremonies. Thank you for honoring me with your presence and attention today, and I'm so grateful that you're here in all of your infinite wisdom. Now, let's go within. Dr. Cass Nauman is an intuitive teacher and healer whose decades of studies and innate gifts bestow upon her clients an elevated sense of well-being, awareness, and self-compassion. People who work with Cass report subtle changes to all levels of their body, mind, and spirit. She has mastered a myriad of healing modalities including Qigong, Tai Chi, vibrational sound healing, acupuncture, cupping, energy work, uh, breath work, body work, yoga, and meditation. In essence, Cass is a light worker devoted to the heart and spirit of this medicine, ushering the collective consciousness towards more peace, balance, and loving kindness. It is an honor to have her on the show today. Here we are, <laughs> one year later. We met in a ceremony space and um, where it was just about intention and love and connection. And that was about a year ago. You, know, you kind of meet people and you know, okay, this person mm -hmm. is on the vibration and on the path. Um, yeah, so welcome to Going Within. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. It Absolutely. It seems like it's been so much longer than a year. It does seem like that. Maybe it has been. Was it like a probably year? Probably not. Yeah, it was probably about Time a year. Time is like that. It, yeah, it's, it's shrinking and expanding. It's kind of weird once you're in the magic realm. Yeah. You know, speaking of which, you know, I know you're quite the magician and wizard and creator and witch and all of the above healer, expander. What brought you to this path? Like, where? what was... What was that point where it was Cass and you were on this other path and that brought you to this new path? Tell me about that. Yeah, it's a deep personal story. Um, well, on one hand, I think when you look back, once you're on the other side, you see kind of breadcrumbs, uh -huh. psychic breadcrumbs and experiences you had in childhood and it was always there. You just weren't. Some people use this word awake, but for me, it's been more of like this lifting of this veil, like clouds parting and all of a sudden the fog wasn't there anymore that had always been there. But the big significant like demarcation line for me was my, my best friend since my early 20s, he was my record producer, he had introduced me to Qigong initially and like vibrational healing through sound because he was an amazing musician. When I was in the middle of the doctoral program to get my like an acupuncture and oral medicine and I was in the doctoral program and he got sick and it ended up being terminal cancer and I had the honor of walking him home but it was about an 11 month journey and it was kind of the final days of sitting with him at MD Anderson and everything that went on and when he passed I witnessed things, I experienced things that were outside of my belief system at the time. And I thought 
at the time it was like an existential crisis, mm -hmm. but it was really kind of cognitive dissonance, meaning like two, both of these things can't be real. But I wanted both of them to be real, but, but they weren't. And I ended up going and doing some doctoral rotations in Japan, which Akira and I were talking about earlier, and spent a lot of time there in a monastery trying to seek out the questions. Like I thought I could find out what happened when we died. I was determined to find the answers and did yeah. the very proverbial, yeah. like going as far away on the other side of the world to find teachers and traditions that would point the way. And of course the answer <laughs> was going within. Ultimately what it took Ultimately. me. Sorry, I hit the mic when I yeah, said that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, but it took me a few years to get there. And so it was during that time of of taking care of him, of being with him as he passed, of all the things that transpired during the days and weeks and months afterward that um, profoundly changed me. I don't know if there was like a day or a moment, but it was like a period of time, like this bubble of time. It was definitely a before and an after. Um, yeah, that led me down this path and it was many many years of I would say maybe five years of meditation I did a lot of week long silent meditation retreats in monasteries and Zen centers I had a daily practice of several hours of meditation I became very like kind of an aesthetic um, for several years and then um, an opportunity to sit in ceremony with ayahuasca came Wait, was this all before <laughs> you had children or No, after? it was after. This was after? After. Wow. Yeah. So here you are being a mom on your journey in uh, the monasteries, awakening, yeah. and it's a process. It's not like some people go in, lightning strikes, divorce, something happens, big change within months. Yours was more of a process mm, of awakening and becoming. Definitely a process. Though I will say, <laughs> I'm blushing before I'm saying <laughs> Yeah, this. good. This is a when lot people, of blushing. When people ask, I have an honest answer that is just not always appropriate to share. But the whole conversation of like sudden awakening, gradual awakening, yeah. which diff you know many different spiritual yeah. traditions have, yeah. I really think is akin to female orgasm. Uh -huh. Sorry if we have to edit this. Yeah. No, this is, we want to talk about <laughs> but, everything. That. It's, you know, I think it's all gradual. It may appear sudden. Yeah. There was definitely There's a build up. There's a build up. Come on. Scenes. Let's talk. Real talk. Blushing. That's great. Um, I think that's always the case. Maybe a sudden moment, mm. you know, a smell of a flower, a bird song, yeah. a loved one dying, yeah. a bird baby being born. Like, yeah. It could be anything. Um, yeah. And crisis creates change, right? Indeed. This crisis of your mm -hmm. mentor, friend, yeah. brother passing, and yeah. then you walking him home. Mm -hmm. It's a crisis, you mm -hmm. know? and that created the change that you went through. At least it was a catalyst. Is that yeah? I know for sure. Yeah. It was so beautiful. I remember every day I woke up in heartache, and also I'd never felt more in my purpose in my whole life. And I value motherhood more than anything. But even even that was like I was. This is what I was meant to do. Kind of word spread within the community, and I did death doula training and end of life care, and so I've got to walk several friends and brothers and sisters and starting out strangers that become like family you've had so many Home. trainings you're like a student of life I am. you know doc so much more. doctor mm -hmm. you know do death doula energy mm -hmm. work qigong mm -hmm. i mean have you always been just 
a pursuit of, mm. of, of information and wisdom seeker. and education. A I've been a seeker. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, and academia. Yeah, and academia. Mm -hmm. My mom taught me to read when I was really young. Mm -hmm. So I went into kindergarten reading and writing. So I ended up in second grade taking the, with the fourth grade math. And then they tested me and I ended up just skipping to fourth grade and continuing on. And um, yeah, I have a whole wall degrees and diplomas. And it was partially, I think, to prove myself. Right. And also, I just really love learning. There's so much to learn. It's like a yes and, right? There's yes the shadow and. side to everything. Yes. Like there's the, the side fun. of you that's a seeker and a healer and grow mm -hmm. and want to learn. And then there's the society part of like, Look what I accomplished. Look what mm -hmm. I accomplished. And that's okay too. Like I'm I'm accepting yeah. I like to accept the shadow these days. It's oh, like yeah. for so long I resisted it. It was like, yeah, there's mm. a part of me sometimes that wants to fit in. There's a part of me sometimes that wants you to like me. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. All the parts. Yeah, all the parts. And sometimes they literally are parts. I've been doing yeah. a lot of IFS shadow work training with a Yeah, internal family with. systems and parts work. Yeah. Oh, I love Richard Schwartz work. Yes. Yeah. So brilliant. And shadow work being this huge part of it that I've kinda dove into the last Three years, I would say, yeah. really deeply, weekly with my coach. Should you get another diploma on this? Uh, no, but I think he does offer a certification, <laughs> certification program. Certification for sure. Add that to the wall. Okay, I totally did the workshop last yeah, weekend. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's starting to learn how, I mean, now that I feel really understanding the way that it works and having experienced it for years myself, now trying to learn and incorporate in the work that I do with my patients and my clients. Mm maybe friends mm. a little bit, but I, you know, mm -hmm. try not to always do that and just listen. Um, but a lot of the integration, psychedelic integration work that I do, all of those pieces come into play. Before we get into the work you're doing now, I, I really want to still understand this whole process of your becoming. So mm. walk me through how many years ago was when your friend passed? What year was that? 2017. 2017. Wow. Not that long ago. See, where you're sharing it, it felt like it was so long because you yeah. seem like you've just been on this journey for so long, but it was just six years ago. Uh, wow. It was his passing and then doing ayahuasca for the first time. Amazing. It was, yeah. It was like one, it was both of these were like these warp speed wormholes. Uh -huh. It was like there was a before, That's what it felt like. and it was like my whole life got picked up and dropped here and it was another life transformation yeah but even when i look in the mirror every time it happens i feel like i age a lot or like same things shift it's very strange well, you are a shapeshifter a little bit not on purpose yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. i think it's the multiple realms like it, mm -hmm. are you familiar with um like integral theory and mm -hmm. spiral dynamics mm -hmm. yeah so it's yeah. it's part of it is that and there's like the concrete world like yeah this yeah try not to touch the mic again yeah and then there's like consciousness kind of shifts. Like even when I taught Qigong class this weekend at Kuya, there were a few people, they were like, everything feels on a tilted axis. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, we altered our consciousness a little bit. So I just gave them like this spiraling exercise until everyone felt like, whoop, Well, and now what down. quantum physics is teaching us is that we're actually creating reality to show up. And it's like reality is not happening to us like we always thought. It's, it's creating every moment we're creating whether it's from the subconscious beliefs or consciously calling in so six years ago you go through this process um take me all of the the the, the work you've done the studying the certifications the diplomas here you are now tell us about your work like what are you what do you, what makes you come alive what are you working with today who are you working with and, yeah and you're a great that. interviewer david i'm just <laughs> i'm just curious 
You're a good friend. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where I'm at now is largely similar to the place where we met mm -hmm. a year ago. Uh, mostly curious, mm -hmm. like more curious than ever. Like the mm -hmm. more answers you find, like 10 times more questions you have. Um, a lot of my work, yeah, so I wrote my doctoral treatise. It's called Qigong and the Effects of Vibrational Healing. And it was sort of like a seeing into the future what my life was going to be about. Mm -hmm. And not really knowing yet, but really going deep, exploring. There's chapters on medical Qigong and Reiki and spirit and um, sound and not a Brahma, the sound of no sound and Taoism and inner alchemy. And I think really it's a synthesis of all these things that are just different tools. So like my like licensed acupuncturist, I think that's the thing that I do that most people sure. know what it is. <laughs> and so a lot of people think of me as an acupuncturist, but it's just, just one tool and it's just one part of four or six or eight, depending on your school of thought, pieces of Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. um, but whether it's acupuncture or it's Chinese herbs or it's body work and cupping or if it's energy work with medical Qigong or Reiki or if we're in conversation about dreams or internal family systems or integral theory and doing coaching or spiritual direction or um, meditation or yoga <laughs> or breath work or tea and incense. I have a really long list of tools, but it's because I love all of them. But they're all just tools to pull from whatever someone resonates with, right? Resonance being like vibration. I love your face. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, but I'm they're just following. tools. They're not. The magic is not in the tool. It could be any tool. It's in, this is just my personal take on it at this time, subject to change in the ancient future. Um, like we are the medicine. Like the aspiration is that I come to embody like from a sincere heart, like goodness and honesty and compassion and humility I literally, with every breath that I take and every choice that I make, um, and that, that literally has a vibration. And then in my Taoist practice, we work with light. So we're like consuming the sun and the moon and the stars, particularly the Big Dipper, and meditating, filling the body up with this light, literally light. Mm -hmm. And then one of the medicine practices is you write talismans. So it's literally like through your body, through your intention, through your spiritual practice, writing talismans in water that you would drink or a paper that you would burn, put the ashes in and drink or light over someone's body or to clear a space. Um, I've really gone full in dedicating my life to that practice as a Taoist priest. No, we didn't get to that and it's not necessarily important because it's not that title. I don't really want it as a title. It's actually a commitment to take care of community is mm -hmm. why I've taken that on. Mm -hmm. So it really should be mostly about humility and service. Mm -hmm. uh, so whatever way that shows up is how I want to show up. And so people are familiar with tools. And it's not to say acupuncture needles don't do anything. They do. They're not just for show. But in They're a way, it's just, yeah, it's just one that people know about or are more familiar or comfortable with. Um, but it's really taking all these life experiences, these observations, this wisdom and just hol holding it energetically for someone to feel safe and seen and heard and and healing happens and I've really been noticing that when you meet someone 
they use the words to tell you what their medicine is. Like if you really listen, you don't have, they already know. Mm -hmm. Like they are their own medicine, their own healer, their own teacher, their own wisdom. This is always, not to be cheeky about it, it was like always within. It's true. It's always so, within. Yeah, it was always healer, been there. Heal thyself. Yes, already healed. Yeah. And I like that you're using the word becoming because I really like the idea of being and becoming. So it's like I have this aspiration that I just said to you that it's like nearly impossible to embody because we're all human. Obviously, not every breath I take is mm -hmm. some pure, holy breath and word and, and action. Be, you know, we get to be in our our shadow or three D yeah. animal self sometimes too. Yeah, get to have it all. Perhaps. <laughs> so being and a be and a becoming and and being honest about the shadow yeah. and the humanity. And um, I said a lot of words there. No, well, th this is where, so you're familiar with the old medical model, right? Our medical director talks about how the old medical model is we go to doctors, they prescribe us, they give us things. We're giving all the power to the doctor. And we see a society that right now is hurting, sick, obese, addicted, you know, all of it, pharmaceutical meds. What he says, and I want to see if you agree to this, is that what this new paradigm of mental health, this new paradigm of healthcare, is to really empower each person that they are the healer inside themselves and that we're just holding space. And we're now holding space for them to come off the medications as needed and come off it's a whole new paradigm. And there are now psychiatrists, there are doctors that have been involved in the plant medicine world and that are going down this, I call it the shamanic path, right? I think we're all, in a way, our own inner shaman. Um, I know nobody wants to call themselves a shaman and I can respect that. But I look at you and I see a shaman. I see someone on the shamanic path that I have great reverence and respect for. But would you agree with that's the new mental health paradigm and this healthcare paradigm that we're empowering people that they're their own healer, and then are we just holding space for them to awaken and heal? I love that. I hope that's the new paradigm. Mm -hmm. It sounds very lovely. In the ancient <laughs> Chinese medicine, you paid your doctor, your shaman, your healer. I mean, Chinese medicine origins was shamanism mm -hmm. also. So it's not entirely off or, mm -hmm. or wrong to say this. Um, you paid your doctor to keep you well, so they are incentivized to keep you well. If you were sick, you kept going to them, but they weren't paid. They didn't make money. Mm -hmm. so it's exactly upside down from the way it is now. So wow. the focus on prevention and wholeness and wellness, um, I don't know how we could shift into a model like that, but that would be beautiful and wonderful. And then, yes, we're not externalizing our power or our healing to a doctor or a pastor or a priest or a rabbi or a pill, which I know is easy. I, I want the easy button yeah, sometimes easy too. Yeah, easy button. Just tell me what to do, doc. <laughs> tell, me what to, tell me what to take. Mm -hmm. Tell me what, yeah. But the truth is spend time in nature. Drink enough clean water. Eat awaken whatever to, for you or healthy foods. Awaken to your own ancient lineage and, and right ultimately awaken to then become, you are actually a healer, right? I'm learning, whoa, I'm a healer. That's a big awakening to realize I'm a channel, I'm energy field, I'm, an e I'm a healer, I have gifts and tools to help others. Like this has been a big awakening process for me. And we all, we all have different tools. Correct. Where we can help each other in a, I don't know, a different version of a barter system. Well, a healing 
and, and I came from a world of religion for a long time that was ingrained in me. And even in religion, it says, some of you can speak in tongues. Some of you can see the future. Some of you can channel great inspiration into others. Like it even says that in religion. Different spiritual gifts. Correct. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So fascinating. It's the truth. And, and if you look at the first real doctors, those were the shamans. Those mm -hmm. were the ones. And ultimately, you know, goes back to Lion King. <laughs> so why do you think all of a sudden we have a wave of consciousness happening right now where more and more people are using plant medicine to awaken, more and more people are coming into this, is it the age of Aquarius? Is it, what is the age of Aquarius? What, what, what would you say is happening right now in our country? Wow, this is a big question that I'm not qualified to answer. I'm calling <laughs> BS on that one. I think you are qualified. To I don't know this. the answer. I, I, you I'm, know what? You maybe don't know the. I don't know the answer. I've heard lots of different answers. What's your answer? Um, I think the availability and accessibility to these plants mm -hmm. is like it's never been before because of technology, because of transportation, because of. Um, openness and curiosity um, there's a fine balance between a lot of these medicines becoming world medicines but but we really need to be careful of honoring the cult the indigenous cultures with which each one of these came from and their ways of doing it without wisdom I get nervous about how prolific I mean it's like wonderful that there's access to all these different medicines but they're sometimes like party drugs and people don't understand the reverence between sacrament a medicine a drug set and setting intention preparation both of the medicine of the space of the body and the mind and like dieta before and a lot of the work that i do with people is more the after and the integration um i think it's wonderful plants will save the world <laughs> Mushrooms will save the world, right? Yeah. Paul Stamets has this whole talk and documentary about it. It's potentially true. The Mycelia Kingdom is so interesting because everything's interconnected. Just like Pond with the Aspen tree, same thing. We're this one huge organism, such a beautiful metaphor for who we are, to light things up and in the interconnectedness of everything. Um, I just, I feel unqualified and want to like be respectful and reverent in ways that I don't know I could articulate right now how important it is to honor the traditions and the elders from which all these medicines came from. What I hear you saying is two things actually. I hear you saying that accessibility, technology, information that we're, is more traveling at a quicker speed. We're now seeing Hollywood make films and documentaries. So it's like there's this accessibility to plant medicine which can awaken consciousness and especially mushrooms, mycelium network, the, the intelligence of ayahuasca. Things are happening now faster than ever. So now we're awakening. I'm hearing that. Mm -hmm. But I'm also hearing, hey, listen, let's not Americanize and, and do what we've always done where we take these things and somehow turn it around consumerism, yeah. right? How can, we, how can we maintain the reverence of these sacraments and these lineages, how can we do that? Yeah, the, the Western mind really wants to become a reductionist. Yeah. It's like we're gonna, like white willow bark, we're gonna, you know what I mean, and create aspirin. Yeah, right. <laughs> or it Package it, yes. put a bow on it, money. sell it, but mass, then, mass produce it. Yeah, but the medicine doesn't work that way. It's no, so it complicated. Doesn't. Same with Chinese herbal medicine. It's, it's 
people want and ask me about this all the time, even acupuncture points. Like, can you like make conditions that work with this herb? And it's basically, and then can we extract it and make it a pill and sell it? And you already see people trying to patent it. You already see companies trying to patent these things to make money off of it. So I'm gonna ask you, someone who has a deep reverence, I know personally, knowing you, you have a deep reverence for the truth and the tradition and the process and the lineages. How do we protect it? Continual conversations mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. Keep asking everyone this. I don't know, but we need to. We have to. Um, I don't, I'm not for excessive regulation and oversight but I am for safety yeah. <laughs> uh, and reverence, um, grassroots efforts, small communities, continuing these conversations, more books, more documentaries, more studies that are published. Um, it's, a, it's, really it's, a, it's a good question, question, right? It's an important question. And I love the fact, well, I love the fact that you're being so intentional about it because this is something that is gonna put a lot of thought into. One, one question that comes through is that there's all these tribes forming because as someone awakens, right? I know I've gone through the biggest awakening process over the last four years, similar to yours. Within tribe, our tribe, our family, we're journeying together, we're in ceremony together. Atma Church is in community together. They're awakening through there. You have your tribe, Kuya's tribe, Aubrey Marcus's tribe. There are people that are awakening and healing. And I, I think it's really connecting those tribes and communicating and, and, and coming in with support and making sure that any, and, and it's checks and balances, right? Because back then there were there were chiefs of, you know, and, and making, making sure that it was protected. I just think that maybe more communication, more conversations like this, more people coming together, like B Deanne Adamson from Being True to You up in Colorado has a beautiful tribe and she now gets people together twice a year in the wilderness and invites people from all over to have these conversations. I think she's, you know, just kind of connecting with that frequency. And then all of a sudden it'll stick out, someone will stick out like a sore thumb if they're in the mass production, if they're in the profit driven, you know what I'm saying? And then we don't, then what do we do with the Ubuntu tribe? We don't excommunicate that person because they are us. We bring them in and invite them in and, and hey, let's, let's call them in and bring them into this. So yeah, I think we still need to answer this question more thoroughly, but I, I like where you said about communicating and connecting and having conversations and bringing people together. You know, yeah. education, educating people. Yeah, and that yeah. losing sight of the purpose and the reason and the magic and the medicine, mm -hmm. the intention, its its origin. Mm -hmm. Why are we all in it together? And it, is it is it for the purpose of awakening? And I believe, let's just say there is. I mean, I've been in the vibration. I mean, growing up through capital, a capitalistic family dynamic, right? I grew up in that vibration where there was a time where it was about success and money and and, and that. But sitting with ayahuasca enough times, or you sit with iboga, or you sit with some of these medicines, it can autocorrect that pretty quickly. So, I mean, I, I think of one person I know um, who just won't sit with ayahuasca or won't sit with some of those medicines, and they're kind of in that vibration of the money-driven. Mm -hmm. But I do believe if someone sits, that a medicine can show us things that, and, and, and have a big, they can be tools of activation of consciousness. Yeah. Do you and agree with that? I do. And then what are your values? This comes up for me a lot with 
ayahuasca and just watching, you know, dozens and dozens of patients and clients on the flip side of it, values shift, what's important shifts, Correct. what people really care about on their deathbed, mm -hmm. right? Not, not to say that there's anything wrong with money and abundance, cleanly earned at all. It's just another form of energy, but, right? right? Channeled with reverence and integrity and honor and, and helping the back cause. And giving back and, sure, yeah. but what really matters pretty much across the board is always connection, yeah. relationships. Yeah. yeah, I love what you said about values, right? That's what Deanne Adamson talks about a lot is when she has these gatherings, they're really talking about what do we value? Yeah. Do we value the land? Do we value the animals? Do we value each other? Do we value our lineages, our ancestors? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. let's those conversations, right? Yeah, value so. is really important. And what, what legacy are we building? Are we leaving for our children? Legacy in terms of yeah, leaving the planet a better place. Like thinking about our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. What is their life going to be like? It's really exciting times because for the last several hundred years, all those values have kind of been stripped away through, there's all kind of theories, whether it's, you know, the, you know, uh, dark forces, Illuminati, the whole, you know, but for whatever reason, it's us. We're one big collective consciousness. And so a lot of the values got stripped away. And now I see values coming back and kind of just now starting, right? Mm -hmm. Because we got so opposite of the way we used to do things and everything became about consumerism. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that. Yeah. And another reason I really love integral theory spiral dynamics right now is it, it shows that pendulum swing at, as you grow mm -hmm. from like, um, like an individual to like self and other, mm -hmm. to, to a collective, to an integrative, and then you repeat this yeah. levels, like individual, and yeah, the relational and then integrative. It's really, it's, an, it's a natural kind of swing as you grow. And then it also has this idea of like um, growing up, emotionally developing, like growing up and then waking up, spiritually waking up, and then cleaning up, which is shadow work, mm -hmm. and then showing up, which to me is the value part. Like how are we then, now that these, each part has grown up. <laughs> Growing up these up parts. The world? Yeah, yes. and they don't usually happen at, at the, the same, same time. time. No. Yeah. No, in fact, there's a little like 18 year old and me still that I'm still working with that likes to just snap sometimes or like, and I'm like, whoa, 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 what do you need? Like, I'm still working with that, with that part. Yeah. I don't like to be told what to do. No. That's mine. Uh -uh. That's why I work for myself. Yeah. And like, yeah. I work in integrative psychiatry part time. I'm like now going to be faculty at AOMA part time. <sighs> Like I have my personal practice part-time and I travel and teach retreats part-time, but I get to change it up because for me, like even in my human design and my gene keys, mm -hmm. it's all about freedom, 100%. freedom of time for me to yeah. show up when I want, how I want. Yeah. I wish I would have learned that at a younger age. Joseph Campbell <laughs> says, follow your bliss. You get to, we get to choose, right? I get to choose and create what my life looks like today, right? Because I made it a priority. I made it a priority to heal my life, to expand my life so I would have that freedom. Right? to choose what I get to do with my time. Question for you, how has, how has ayahuasca in doing your work helped you become a better mom and a better partner, lover, partner? Uh, yeah, the mom thing is the most extraordinary to me in the world. Like by far, the most important job that we ever get in the world is to be a parent. Most of my journeys are, yeah, about motherhood. Um, 
I had one where the medicine offered, I was asking like, teach me about time. You know, you set an attention and mm -hmm. so I was like, teach me about time. That's what I wanted about tonight. And it offered me this opportunity to choose a few moments in time that I could just freeze or I could relive them and just freeze the moment in time and just like live it for the night, right? Wow. So all these different things flash across my mind and I settled on one and it was breastfeeding my son. And I'm sure there was like oxytocin kind of flooding, which makes sense, but I mm -hmm. spent the whole ceremony, at least that part of it, just in this like blissful memory of that like connection and how much I love being a mom. Mm. Uh, it comes up a lot. Yeah. And I think about and pray for my grand, my future grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I hope I have grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> Calling that in? Yeah. For sure. Not soon. <laughs> Maybe like 15 oh, or 20 years from now, yeah. but um, yeah, and the other theme that seems very consistent for me personally is presence. Like it all always comes, whatever the question, always about presence. It probably, it's probably something you and I have talked about mm -hmm. before. It always comes back to like all we can really do is show up the best we can in each moment as it appears in front of us. But over time, all those little moments, like become our future karma. So no matter what the story was, what the past, what the mistakes, whatever it was, you know, like there's consequences for the actions. Sure. There's atonement for mistakes, yeah. of course. Do all of those things. That's a lot of the shadow work. Cause so important. But in cause and effect, if we can also create the causes for a more beautiful, loving, present, compassionate future. I love what you said. I was in a journey in Colorado just a few months ago and I was going to go from Colorado to California and I had an extra day and in my journey was time with my daughter like it was like it was like I changed my whole thing from being in this journey to being with my daughter because whatever it brought me into in that time of presence in there it brought me the love the connection the presence I immediately called my daughter after and I said hey I'm gonna come home and see you Really? I thought you were going to Cal. Like, you know, she's six. I have two, but, you know, the other one quite can't talk yet. But, but I came home, flew home, changed my flight just to be with her and play. And then it cost me whatever it cost me, but plant medicine can bring you into that kind of reminder of what really matters. Wow. Okay. And how has it made you a better lover and partner? Because I got some answers for this too, but let's see where we go. Let's see where well, this goes. Well, I'm not currently in partnership or lovership. In the last six years? <laughs> oh yeah, in the last six years. Oh yeah. Well, I had a partner for five years that was a Zen, Zen okay. monk, so that means celibate. Uh -huh. And that was, um, it was probably the most significant like teaching relationship in my life because our life was so much about uh, spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. It was really because of him that I got introduced to ayahuasca, mm -hmm. ironically mm -hmm. enough. Um, and I got to be with, with his father passed. I got to be present for his passing, which was extraordinarily beautiful. It was just like all the flowers that we had were just like putting on his body. Like we were surrounding the bed when he took his last breath. No one said anything. It was like four in the morning. We just knew. My dog was there and like he loved my dog. It like hopped in the bed. And um, there were several, I mean, just like really significant kind of portals we passed through together but we met when my best friend was dying and, and we ended our relationship shortly after his dad passed so it was like bookended by this death portal 
was really intense, but it was with him that I went to a lot of the silent retreats. Um, it was a Rinzai Zen, there's four, I think, monasteries in the States. And just happened to be the one that, when I was in Japan that I was sitting in every day was also the Rinzai Temple in Kyoto. So destiny kind of weaved that path. Um, but yeah, he would frequently say like I was the most present person he'd ever met. Um, I feel like I'm sitting with a master right now. <laughs> Truly. He has, he has no I feel masters. I have not I'm I honor you so much. Like you're you're the just a reflection. Thank you, but really thank mm. you for mm. just being the space for people through all their healing and transition, dying, birthing. But it's also I well, yeah, when I left the death portal, it was, people started calling me to be there when they had the, babies. The I was in the birth, I, I know, I was in the birth portal. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> it's a lot harder, actually, than the death portal. But what I love about it, both, it's the same portal, right? I think, so my Zen teacher, would, when I would say, I think my son asked him one time during a question and answer on a meditation retreat, like, what happens when we die? And, you know, these teachers always answer questions with questions, and he, he was like, what happened before we were born? But it's a brilliant answer, and I don't know the answer to it, but I think it's that same energetic. And so what I love about being in either one of those portals is I feel so close to source, to the divine, whatever word you want to choose, I'm okay yeah. with all of them, to yeah. God, just yeah. to the great mystery. Um, and everyone's just very raw and very real about what really matters, which again is just, connection and love everyone wants to be seen which comes back to, to presence yes it's interesting and i don't tell too many people i haven't told too many people this but what brought me on this path four years ago was i i started having dreams about death and like it was like knock knock knocking on heaven's door like there was a knock and i didn't want to answer it i'm like no i'll think about that later i'm too busy living my life i th and i was what 39 so I just happen to believe that like that really is what had me really start this path of really deeper, deeper healing, deeper seeing, deeper awakening, deeper reverence. And the, what's funny is it's brought me into looking younger, to feeling younger, to losing 25 pounds, to loving my life, to doing what I absolutely love, to a vibration I never thought I'd live, to ancient remembrance I never thought I'd even have access to. So it's just interesting that death is what brought me into this path. So Yeah, it's yeah. like they say, die before you die. And here yeah, and here. And we then are. actually sitting with medicines like Bufo and other medicines to actually experience my own death, which is very scary. But some of the journeys I've been on has shown me that actually death and birth are an illusion. And we're actually always here for existence of presence. It would just be pretty bored if we were just a, a, a star with consciousness. So it's like, oh, why not learn the technology to come in and experience what it's like to be David Naylor? But I'm not David Naylor. That's just the experience of David Naylor in this, right, right now, in this moment, and, yes, and. So it's just, it's just been a, an amazing. So let me offer you hypotheses. Let's go. <laughs> Another medicine Please. insight. So. I'll receive anything you want to give. <laughs> what if there is no death because there is no birth and it's all happening because it's all happening right now. It's like 
all, if you want to say timelines, dimensions, Correct. all of us right now, because we know it's far more than 3D. That's provable. 4D, 5D, this is my cosmology. expands, con yeah. contracts. Yep. It's all happening right now simultaneously. No need for a savior, no need for past lives. Maybe they're simultaneous lives. Maybe we reincarnate into the future, not the past, because that whole thing is an illusion. That's right. All of it. All of it. This and, is, and this is why Alan Watts was like, this is it. Yeah. That's what the book actually is saying, I think. I think this is why I keep going to journeys and ceremonies because I just get glimpses into this type of wisdom, remembrance, and it's a reminder of like, oh, I, this is magic. I'm living in magic. And now I'm starting to learn how to create magic, which is a new, it's a new thing. Still, yeah. still not there yet, but it's... It's alchemy, right? It's, it's taking alchemy. one thing and turning it into something different. Yeah. When two or more come together, we can move mountains. What did Jesus say? The, there are many rooms inside the mansion. What does that mean? Kingdom of heaven is within. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Christ consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I don't an honor. claim I don't claim to know the answer to any of that. I don't either. I, I'm certainly fascinated and curious about. I love about the mystery. Mm -hmm. What's one thing you can share with? Uh, anyone watching, where they can find you and where they can come see you and hang with you and, and be around your medicine. Uh, I just rebranded a new website, drcast.com, okay. spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-C-A-S-S. -S. Okay. Because the other site is it's not It's a great me. URL, though. Drcast. How did Dr. you get Cast. that? Com? I don't know. It appeared. It was previously uh, a Japanese porn site. But but how did you, and then it a, went up for sale, and name. I bought it. <laughs> you can delete that. <laughs> no, that's Doctor Cass, because that's what everyone kept calling me. Because my last name, my birth name, Nauman, Nauman, both yeah. acceptable. No one could ever say, as you've all experienced. <laughs> and I've never, it's it just never really resonated. And it means no name, which I think is amazing. But I everyone, know. but saying Cat, Doctor Cass, made it a little less yeah. formal, you yeah. know, and personable. So everyone was calling me that. So I was like. Okay. Might as well just go with it. Dr. Cass. I don't so know. So DrCast.com. That's a terrific URL. I'm glad you like it. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it cool. took me a long time because in the realm of non-duality mm -hmm. and, and being incredibly introverted, like mm -hmm. INFP, and I'm yeah. like a nine that identifies yeah. as a two. On the, this is why we find each other. I love being in groups of people. I love it. But then I need like two days you of silence. silence yeah. Technically, makes me to me. I just can go to sleep. I get my silence during sleep time, and I just need to be around people all the time. Oh yeah. So we're that's the that's yeah, the introvert thing. Yeah. So I um, it was hard for me to just go ahead and go with Dr. Cass, because mm. also like in Vedic astrology, I'm a Leo rising, so it's very much like look at me, look at me with my lioness hair, and like don't look at me, don't look at me. And when someone said that, I was like, oh, my God, I've never been so called out before. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. so true. We see you. And, so, and sometimes I want to be seen, and sometimes I don't. Like, I walked in here this morning, like, very, like, no energy, like, rising to, like, show up. But luckily, I know you, and we can just banter and talk, and it's Well, fun. and I love that. Know thyself in all things. Like, what is know thyself? I've done all these personality tests, readings, charts, to know myself, to know. That, and then I resonate. I keep what resonates. But I get to put together the story of me, right? Yeah. And and it's just it's fascinating. And it's just how the divine's manifesting mm -hmm. as David or as Cass. But ultimately isn't who we are. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of what I was pointing out. It's interesting that I, I wanna point people into an awakening of their true nature, of interconnectedness, of divine just like light. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but then I'm also like naming my practice after myself. You know what I mean? It's like ego. And that's a self, process. No self. That's a process. But you have to have a becoming. self. Yes. A becomed, <laughs> being becoming yeah. embodied mm-hmm. self to like take the journey to no self. Right? So it's just so fascinating. And I'm still in the midst of the whole being becoming myself. To answer your question, in case you need to cut all of that. <laughs> DrCast.com. Okay. <laughs> I teach a Qigong class on Thursdays at Dharma Yoga. Dharma Yoga. I'm teaching at Kuya once a month. Once a month at Kuya. Um, like a Saturday two-hour master class. Yeah. Um, I just took on a position as doctoral faculty at AOMA, the local uh, integrated medicine school. Perfect. So I'm teaching medical Qigong and Taoist medicine and then running clinical supervising the master students. Yeah from medical Qigong clinic there. I lead a Qigong retreat to Iceland every September. So this September, two to nine, there's a few spaces wow. I can make available. So extraordinary. And can people like just go to your website yes, and contact all of it's you on through the that? Website. Everything's on the website. On the Dr. Website. Cass, you can't miss that. Yeah. And do you want to go to Thanks. Iceland? I do. Come to Iceland. Reach out to me. Let's go to Iceland. Come to Iceland. Podcast. Yeah. Wow. And then... Um, like who are you? I'm Dr. Cass. That's it. Just Cass. That's right. Just this, whatever this person is. I'm just so amazed that everything you are mm. in your existence and your the space you hold for people and like mm. the way you live. I'm just, mm. I really see you and I honor you for that. Thank you. It's really an honor to have you here. It's such a privilege to be with you again and see you again. Mm. And yeah, I hope that too. I'm calling in the version of reality where we get to spend more time together in community and... Yes. And maybe, maybe even so. playing together, creating together. Oh, yeah. So shall it be. Yeah, you're extraordinary. As are you, my friend. This Thank is why you. we're sitting here. Thank you. I'm calling in extraordinary, the League of Extraordinary People. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope me. you come back. Please. Anytime for you. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Wow. Thank you for joining us today on the Going Within podcast. The Going Within podcast is sponsored by Within Center. Within is a ceremonial psychedelic-assisted wellness center in the heart of Austin, Texas. Discover more about our transformative practices at within.center. If you enjoyed this episode, we kindly invite you to follow us and share your thoughts with a review. Going Within is hosted by David Naylor, production led by Patrick Stanger, and filming and production by Rare Media. Please note the statements made on Going Within have not undergone evaluation by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Within, we strongly recommend consulting your healthcare provider for personalized guidance on the diagnosis and treatment of any disease or condition.